Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, hello, I am Straight Shooting LJA, and welcome to the Straight Shooting View, another episode of it. Now, I want to call this one, Blaming VAR? Wrong Target. That's what I'm going to call this, and you'll see why later on. But you know what, yeah, I, I am recording this basic, basically in the middle of the second half of Liverpool v Wolves, and there's been a questionable decision with, ironically, a former player of ours, Connor Cody, going down. And, yeah, no contact. But, leaving that, leaving that one aside, VAR, controversial decisions, referees, and incongruities around rules. Now, you will have seen my other video about, um, about Sports Direct and VAR. Sports Direct shirts, to be specific, and VAR, replica shirts. But, for me, it's one of them ones. A lot of people blaming VAR are not looking at the real problem that is hampering the game. People say, oh, VAR's taking the fun out of the game. Oh, the game's not the same because of VAR. Shut up. I'm sorry, but no, shut up. VAR isn't the issue. Referees are part of the issue, but also incongruities around rules are part of the issue. Two years ago, back in 2018, beginning of 2018, and we've just recently po reposted this back on to, back actually onto YouTube, youtube.com forward slash pitch talk. Have a look at our VAR specials from February and March of 2018, where we drill down deep into VAR before it was implemented in the Premier League. And ironically, it was a Liverpool v West Brom game. Um, where, yeah, it was a cluster. It really was a harbinger of things to come. Where the referee, I think it was Craig Pawson that day, was just never sure about any decision at all. And at that point, I said that VAR is going to be a crutch that basically hides and tries to conceal the fact that the standard of refereeing in this country is poor. It is poor was going to swear, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come close to it, but I don't want to swear. But the fact of the matter is, it's people. It's just not good enough. And for me, VAR actually doesn't hide this fact. And nor should it deflect from that fact. But most of these pundits, media outlets, it's like they've all jumped on this bandwagon that VAR is bad for the game, it's bad for the game. No, it's not. It's actually good. Because all it does, it's doing what it's supposed to. VAR is just supposed to be a helping hand for referees. VAR is not making the decisions, nor is it supposed to make the decisions for referees. Referees are supposed to make the decisions. So, for instance, let's take, let's take if somebody is diving and VAR shows that the person has gone down with no contact, AKA simulation, AKA cheating. Then whose decision is that to give that player a yellow card? To give the offending player a yellow card? It's not VAR. It's not VAR's decision. It's the referee's decision. So if players want to dive, knowing that VAR is going to probably is going to spot it and say and they're going to say to the ref from Stockley Park, go and have a look at that. There was no contact there. We suggest that you go and have a look at that because they can't say, oh, this is not a penalty, this is this. They can suggest, go and have a look at it, ref. 
But the referee is still making his own goddamn mind up. And for me, that's the issue. That's the issue. Human error is the issue here. But that human error for me comes from a poor standard of refereeing, which also ties into the poor and just muddiness, the sheer, the, like the incongruities around the rules of the game. I had a match, I had a match yesterday for the Ibis Eagles, <clears throat> for the Ibis Eagles fours against Merton, where a penalty was given when my centre-back partner headed the ball against his own hand. He jumped up to header a ball, headed it onto his own hand, penalty got given. Ref was looking, looking at it, saw it, gave the penalty. And do you know what that ref turned around and said to me? Ref turned around, like when I questioned it, the ref goes, oh, well, they give, they give, one, they give them in the Champions League all the time, and if they, if they don't know the rules, how are we gonna know the rules? And it's like, and when I heard that, I was like, really? You basically just blame the FA and UEFA at the same time. You just blame them for a decision you've just made that's not the right one, clearly, and have no common sense attached to it. And see, this is, this is the thing for me. These incongruities around rules actually are giving referees get-out clauses. And that is messed up in and of itself as well. How can you how can how can the rules be so unclear that number one nobody knows what's going on and number two referees are using it as escape clauses? No, 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 that's that's a lot of what's wrong with the game right now, in my opinion. Referees have got a built-in escape clause, and that's not because of VAR. As said, VAR is not the problem. It really isn't. It isn't the problem because as said, apart from, apart from what's it? Aston Villa against Sheffield United last season, where for the first half VAR wasn't working and there was a controversy there. Okay, cool. Yeah, you could chalk that up. Yep, that's VAR's fault because the technology was not working. But that's been the only time, the only time that I can remember when the technology was legitimately not working but for the second half it was working and there were no controversies in that game so it's one of them was the technology all it's there for as i keep saying it's there to show what's happened if the ref and the fact and also as well ref you can see that premier league referees have tried to use it use it basically tried to use it as an escape clause oh well we weren't looking we weren't looking at the footage it's like no like, VAR has been there for, like, what, two years now? And it's only been at the beginning of the, what's it, in the first few months of the 20, what's it, of the 2019-2020 season, sorry, 2020-2021 season, where they've said, yeah, we are encouraging referees to look at the footage, to look at the monitors. Well, what were they doing before? Why were they not looking at the monitors before? It's okay, see... This is again what gets me. It's like the technology is being like, oh, VAR's taking the fun out of the game. Oh, this, oh, that. No, it's not. Poor refereeing decisions. So before VAR, what was mucking up the game? Poor refereeing decisions. And also, again, incongruities around rules. So this hasn't changed. If anything, 
All VAR has done is just exacerbate that situation because it is showing everybody, even more so now, that mistakes are being made by poor referees, again, with diving and stuff like that, not enforcing the rules properly. Or if they are enforcing them, then they, they are doing it haphazardly. They're doing it erratically. So it's so for me, that's where the issue lies. And those just solely blaming VAR, you need to get your head out of your backside and start looking at the grander picture here. Poor standard of refereeing, which has not changed since we called it out. We've called it out on a number of occasions, but the most recent was two years ago when we did a VAR special before VAR was introduced into the Premier League. The poor standard of refereeing is an issue that needs tidying up. We even suggested as well. Do you know what the irony is? We even suggested, I think it was in um, part two of our two-part VAR special in 2018. It was the 23rd of March, where we actually suggested using VAR to teach referees. To teach referees. Use VAR as a damn teaching aid. Because the standard was that poor two years ago. Where it was like, you know what? You're bringing in this technology to help them. Bugger it. Teach them with it. Teach them with it. Let's do that. How about we use this technology for good? Instead of using it to give BT Sports, Sky Sports and BBC more fodder. About to give, giving the newspapers more fodder and more stuff to talk about on a slow goddamn news day. Oh, God. I mean, there, there, I said, it aggravates me to no end when people just blame VAR. When they just blame that. But at, but at the end of the day, it's, it's so easy to do. It's so easy to just blame one thing and be like, oh, that's the problem. Without actually looking at two words, root causes. But they know, but I think the powers that be, such as the Premier League, the FA, UEFA, FIFA, they know that looking at root causes, <laughs> that's going to be a lot of work. That's going to take a lot of time. That's going to take a lot of effort. So they don't want to do it, but they need to do it. Otherwise, all we're going to do as a game, the game's just going to stagnate. And football is stagnant in enough ways already. Concussion protocol. I will be doing a vlog on that at some point. Concussion protocol, racism, discrimination in general. Football's stagnant in more than enough things. It doesn't need to keep stagnating in regards to refereeing decisions as well. Ah, God, that cleanses the soul. Ah, that cleanses the soul. And now I see on my little ticker that Liverpool have gone to, you know what? Fantastic. But ah, for me, it's one of them ones where until you clear up the rules... And until the standard of refereeing, which is going to take time to fix, but it can be fixed, until the standard of refereeing rises, we're VAR is never going to be as successful as it should be. I mean, remember the trials? Remember back in the trials, it was 98.4% successful. Why is it not 100? I'll give you that answer. Because... Poor refereeing standards. Poor refereeing standards. Incongruities around rules. When you fix those, when you clear up rules, when you get referees as a, at a better standard and you get them applying rules evenly, consistently as well, then 
VAR will be successful as successful as it should be. Not can be, not could potentially be, should be. And stop doing this, stop doing this crap of just blaming VAR. Say, oh, VAR's the problem, VAR's the problem. Because it's only been around two years. And this refereeing problem has been a problem for a long goddamn time. A hell of a long goddamn time. Pedro Mendes. Luis Garcia. Do I need to drop more examples? It's like Reading had one in the championship back in 09. Was it the ghost goal involved with, with um, was it Stuart Atwell? I think who was referee that day. Pedro Mendes, the goal that wasn't up at Old Trafford years ago. I think that was like 2003 4. Luis Garcia's ghost goal. As a Liverpool fan, I still don't know whether the hell that went in. <laughs> so it's one of them. Was, so these were. These predate, all of those examples predate VAR by nearly what, by over 10 years. So this ain't a new problem. Poor standard of referee and not applying the rules properly and also incongruities around rules is not new. But, but it's one of them ones. In reference, in reference to Gary Neville, <laughs> in reference to this, in reference to Gary Neville, just because it's not a new problem, it doesn't mean it can't be brought up and talked about. Hey, Gary, what was that? <laughs> so, am I trying to get an advantage here? No, I don't think I am. I think I'm trying to do this in the interest of the game. Sort out the issues I mentioned, and then VAR gets more successful. Because as I said, VAR is supposed to be there to help, not be a crutch. And that's what it's turned into, as we called in 2018. YouTube.com forward slash pitch talk. Have a look for our two-part VAR special feature. Woo! can see how cold it is out here so i'm gonna bid you guys farewell i got my scarf i got my got my hat got my gloves on as well it's trapping out here but i'd like to thank you guys for your time oh, i feel like i've cleansed my soul after what 14 minutes <laughs> of just ranting didn't mean to rant well i did but it's a case of I have been straight shooting LJA. Remember youtube.com forward slash pitch talk. Catch all of our videos there, including, I said, our two-part VAR special from special feature from back in February of 2018 that we put up on YouTube for the first time. Also, as well, we are on Apple Podcasts, Mixcloud, Podbean, and Google Podcasts as well. Check out our socials for the RSS feed link to those as well to catch the Pitch Talk podcast wherever you pick up your podcast. Hey, the more the more you support us, the more content we'll put out. Simple as that. But you know what? It is one of them ones as well. At Pitch Talk on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we are up to. Facebook.com forward slash Pitch Talk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group. Join the footballing revolution we have recently resurrected. Also as well, yeah, I said, Check out the podcast, check out the videos, check us out on Instagram, at Pitch Talk on Instagram, and we're on IGTV as well. You know what? I have been Straight Shooting LJA, and until next time on the Straight Shooting View. No, I'm not frozen, I'm kidding. I will see you next time on the Straight Shooting View. Pass your time, peeps. Mm-hmm.